You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Real Housewives of Miami After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Real Housewives of Miami After Show. for you guys there. We do it for the applause. Uh, Bing is for doing, and tonight we're back here doing another after show. This is The Real Housewives of Miami, episode three of season three. This episode is called Booby Trapped. I am your host, Michelle Renee, joined with the lovely... Hey guys, I'm Brooke Chavez. And uh, our other co-host, Jake Dupree, is unfortunately not with us tonight, uh, but he'll be back next week. Uh, so let's jump right into things, Brooke. Uh, overall, I think this week's episode was a lot better than last week's in that there was a lot more content. Uh, it was a more exciting episode, uh, a lot more for us to talk about. So, uh, we definitely have a great show in store for you guys. The episode opens where it left off last week in that Adriana and Leah are still at Leah's house. Uh, not inside anymore. They're outside in the pouring rain. And I say rain because I feel like maybe that was not real. Right. <laughs> but um, so they're still arguing. Uh, there's a lot of up and down in the argument. I don't know if you noticed, but at one point they would be like screaming at each other. The next minute they'd be hugging each other. And then they'd be crying. And I don't know if it was just the nature of the argument, the emotions that women deal with. But it's kind of like, how is this argument going to go? It was all over the place. Yeah. So right. Uh, Adriana's standing there and she's like, this rain is so symbolic of how I feel. Don't come and rescue me, Leah. And of course, Leah's like speaking Spanish to Freda, which I love. And she's like, go and get her some clothes. And it was just all over the place. But I knew deep down in my heart that they were going to get nowhere regardless. And you're so right, right about the rain because notice how... All of a sudden, at the very end, the rain just stopped and she went and got her taxi. Yeah, as soon as she jumps in the taxi, it's like rainbows and like sunshine. Exactly. What? what but uh, Adrian said, Adriana said one thing, you know, she said, you just collect people, you collected me, and now I'm old mer- merchandise, and now you're on to Joanna. And Leah replies, why are you so jealous of Joanna? Boom. So, exactly. exactly. <laughs> why are Jinx. you so jealous yeah. of Joanna? <laughs> so I was going to actually ask you. Are you, Adriana, of course, replies, I'm not jealous of her. I mean, who's going to be like, yeah, I am jealous, you know? Right. So are you buying it? Do you think that Adriana's not jealous? Or do you think that jealousy plays a large role in why Leah and Adriana are arguing after all these years? I think jealousy plays a small role. I think she is jealous. I mean, who would not be sort of jealous of Joanna Krupa, right? Mm -hmm. But I really think that Adriana is just trying to deflect on the fact that she's been straight up lying for six years to Leah. I mean, and she has. It's the truth. I mean, at the end, and that's way down the line, we'll talk about this, but Leah said, you know, I wouldn't be hooking her up with uh, with men if if I didn't think that she was single. single. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe she thought she was single. And so she's just trying to deflect 
the um, whole premise of the argument on, you know, you know, this whole deal with Joanna so that, you know, we don't focus in on the fact that she's been a big fat liar. Yeah. But I think for Leah to even bring up Joanna, well, I mean, I guess Adriana brought her up, but for her to, I think it was a dig for her to say, you know, you're jealous of her. I think she's using Joanna as kind of a way to hurt her old friend, Adriana. I mean, we've both been there as females, I'm sure. You have best friends. And when you see someone else coming into your territory and kind of hanging out with your best friend, it's it's really hurtful. So I think that she kind of knows that. And she kind of wanted to make her feel bad by kind of rubbing it in her face by saying, yeah, oh, I'm hanging sure. out with Joanna. And you're jealous about it. That's like the best way to rub it in when you're a girl, right? And mm-hmm. say, like, are you jealous of this other girl yeah, who's suddenly like, my best friend? You aren't jealous, are you? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Mean girl style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leah, she still knows how to do it. Even at her age, she still <laughs> got the game uh, down packed. So, uh, like we said, Adriana hops in her cab and she leaves and all of a sudden it's not raining anymore. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and assume that the rain was a production aspect that they used to kind of make the argument even more intense. I would yeah. say so. Okay. Symbolism. Symbolism, yeah. right? <laughs> Overall, whose side are you on in this argument? Are, you, are we going for Leah or Adriana? I think even though Leah's intentions are not so great, I'm still on Leah's side because Adriana is just all over the place. She can't explain herself. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we find out all of these things that... Leah's paid for her child's tuition, and Leah's been hooking up with guys, and Leah's buying her paintings, and she should have just told Leah the truth from the very beginning. If they're that close, like sisters, she just should have just told her the truth, you know? Yeah. She played her for a fool. But, so I'm still on Leah's side. I like Adriana. She's fun to watch, but she's not fooling anyone. Not me, at least. Yeah. I think I'm on um, <laughs> Leah's side as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of shady that she, again, we mentioned this last week, that she's uh, putting it out there so blatantly how she helped her financially. That's kind of a low blow. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're arguing with someone and when someone betrays you, all's fair in love and war. So you're going to use anything you have against them. And oftentimes... Yeah, that, anything's fair yeah. game. And- so, um, yeah, so I guess we're both on Leah's side. Jake would probably be on... Adriana's side. Adriana's side. Here, so. he thinks she's Adriana, so you, you have someone on your side, yeah. girl. Don't worry. That's um, what you guys think, though. Whose side are you on? Yeah. Um, so moving right along, the next kind of point in the episode is where we see Joanna and her fiance Roman at a tennis match. Uh, they're they're sitting there, and you know we've all seen a tennis match either in person or on television. And sometimes the noises get a little bit aggressive. <laughs> uh, so that was definitely the case here. And so they naturally, well, not naturally, I don't know, but they start talking about you know sex. And Joanna's like, oh, "This is reminding me of sex, and we never have sex," which has been a repeated issue that we've dealt with with this couple mm-hmm. l- even last season. So. Even though things are better in their relationship, the bottom line, they're still not having sex, which is just mind-blowing, Consider, I mean, not literally, but um, <laughs> considering that the two of them are so hot. Uh, so, yeah, she she then goes on to say um, how she's not boring, uh, and she names oh, all right. these places that she's hooked up in, uh, which I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, the private jet, I get that one. You know, it's a private jet. No one else is there. Maybe even the elevator. I get that. But she said a nightclub. Now, did she mean, like, the floor? Like, the dance floor of the nightclub? Or a bathroom? 
or what? Because I'm like, Usher, loving this club, like, just, <laughs> she just... She took that literally. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you had any comments on that, but to me, that was pretty much hilarious. I thought it was interesting, too, but I don't know. I could see Joanna getting probably freaky in the corner of a nightclub somewhere. <laughs> I could, what kind of nightclub was it? That's the question. It was a strip club? Yeah, exactly. Or, was they, she they the actually one have stripping? clubs like that. That's true. She Didn't they say... Or was it when she was an escort? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But uh, I liked what uh, Roman said. Was He's like, yeah, our sex is like pasta. You, we need to spice it up. Change the sauce. I just thought that that was a funny... Um, uh, analogy and yeah <laughs> yeah I mean they definitely need and I don't know they need to because they're not married yet they're still engaged so I mean we see later in the episode that Lisa's kind of complaining about her and Lenny but they've also been married for a few years so to me it's kind of a little bit you know I don't know a red flag that this before they're even married they're having like intimacy issues, issues. like it's only going to go downhill from here and then she makes the comment, which is kind of dramatic irony, like, maybe you should just get another girl. And it's right. like crickets. Because mm-hmm. last season, obviously, there were rumors that he was seeing someone else. Yeah, and let me reframe myself, guys. I said analogy earlier. I meant to say simile, because I know you guys are buggers <laughs> about certain uses of certain words, and you're right on me. Yeah. So, um, simile. That was an interesting simile. <laughs> Inside, um, yes. Kind of um, for any uh, English teachers out there watching our podcast yes. on YouTube, um, we no, appreciate that was you for watching. You. <laughs> Sometimes the use of the the word martyr can be used in a modern form, meaning that there were great sacrifices made, not that they literally died for a certain cause, like a religious cause. Okay, all right, but we love you guys watching. <laughs> moving on, Adriana and Frederick. All right, so. Um, Wait, um, moving on. Wait, next is Alexia sitting oh. on the dock with her, um, was it? No? I have Adriana and Frederick, maybe. Because oh, right after yeah, we I see Yeah, I think jo- they were. I didn't write that down. So, okay. Right after you we see Joanna and Roman, um, we see Adriana and, and Frederick, and um, Frederick comes in to their home, and Adriana's sitting there, poor Adriana, and he's like, what's wrong? And... Adriana starts sobbing and talking about she actually really twists the conversation that she had between her and Leah and mm-hmm. says Leah said that um, she paid for all of our son's uh, schooling that I was a charity case that I was begging for help that I'm a nobody which actually she did not say so she's playing the victim and Frederick gets really really mad and is like that's it like I'm never attending any of her events she better be afraid of me Frederick Mark I'm texting her right now it was a very short little piece so that's mm-hmm. probably why you um, missed that part but um you know it it was just the juxtaposition going from Joanna and Robin Roman to Adriana and Frederick and um she I just I just couldn't believe she was saying what some of what she said mm-hmm. and to get her husband or are we calling him her husband or fiance? I'm not sure. But to get him on her side, it seemed like she used things that were emasculating to him. Am I using the right word? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm paranoid. But yes. Because it's know, like right? all of the things she was focusing on. That I mean, they had a two-episode interview. I mean, interview. They had a two-episode argument and, you know, covered a lot of different he said, she said, I'm mad at you for this, I'm mad at you for that. Mm-hmm. But she picked out certain things that kind of reflected poorly on Frederick as someone who was supposed to be a provider, which Mm -hmm. is obviously going to make him more angry than if she would have just come in and said, oh, yeah, well, she's mad at me because I didn't have her back with 
Anna, Anna, you know? Or she didn't mention she's mad at me because she said I was hooking you up with single guys not yeah. knowing you were married. She never threw that in either. Yeah, so You're I right. think it was interesting. And again, I don't know if it was editing, but I think it was interesting the points that she brought up to Frederick that maybe, you know, caused him to have such a visceral reaction and say, like, we're not going to any more of their events. And then we see in the previews for next week that he's even going to get more riled up cussing some people out and acting a fool. So um, one thing that I want to touch on is that she, uh, Adriana at some point says, we paid for half of her son. What's her son's name? Uh, Oh, my goodness. It's it's in the back of my. Uh, It's a cute name. I don't know. Well, her son. You guys know who I'm speaking about. Um, Adriana's son. She says, we paid for half of his schooling and they gave me a break on the rest of it. Who is they? I thought that was very ambiguous. Did she mean the school gave her a break and said, like, oh, you only have to pay half? Or did she mean uh, Didn't she Leah? say they paid for half? Oh, she said she they said paid Leah. for half. She said, yeah, they paid for half of his schooling. and Or, yeah, Leah paid for half of his schooling, and then someone else gave her a break because she couldn't pay any of it. Okay, wow. Exactly. Which is exactly why I'm on Leah's side. Yeah. You know? Don't bite off the mouth that feeds you. Exactly. A hand that feeds you? The hand that feeds you. I don't know anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, we then, I guess the, me trying to jump the gun here, We the next scene we see is um, Alexia, who is sitting, no, Alexia in her kitchen and right. home with her sons. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to rewind to last week's podcast when I said my prediction was Alexia was going to lead with her Frankie foot again. And boom, she did. First thing she comes in saying is she's talking about Peter, who is her older son. uh, But she leads in saying that he has been having issues and behavioral problems since Frankie's accident. Right. So I just wanted to give myself a pat on the back for being uh, a psychic and knowing that that was going to happen. Proactive. Yeah, for just using common sense because that's all she talks about. But um, I, I thought this part was fun, though, just watching <laughs> watching the boys um, rap mm-hmm. Peter and Frankie. And uh, it was interesting. That part, uh, when she first starts talking about it, she, you know, is explaining how her son doesn't have a job. And to me, it was a little, you know... Uh, disheartening, I guess, that she wasn't more upset about the fact that her son, who is, I'm going to say, in his 20s, mm-hmm. doesn't have a job. She was just saying it very matter-of-factly, like, oh, he doesn't work. He just sits at home. He's chilling. Like, why aren't you, like, a little bit more angry about it? You know, we really want him to get a job, but he doesn't have a job. To me, that she you know, actually- reflects on her, that she's right. allowing a grown man to sit in her house with no real goals or ambitions besides rapping in a studio that she She built built for him. She was actually speaking of him as though he were like her 15-year-old kid still because she was like before he had taken up what I forgot what she mentioned that he had taken up before. She said he was a model and then photographer. Photographer. She was like he got into photography so we were really excited about that and then now he's gotten into this music thing so I really hope this music thing sticks. That's something you say about like your 15-year-old kid who's in high school not like your mid to late 20s son who should probably be out of the house like doing something with himself and not like I hope this music thing sticks so we built him a recording studio mm-hmm. and then she's still you know um, taking up for him and saying and I'm so happy he's doing this because he's doing it for his brother 
because his brother really loves music and that's away from them a bond. But I couldn't help but like have my heart melt a little bit when they were in the studio together, like rapping. It was so cute and funny, and they were bonding. And Frankie's getting into it. And yeah, <laughs> that part um, was cute. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do we see their, if- their use of uh, lyrics? <laughs> yeah, the lyrics were a bit out there. Frankie's like, I got a lot of hoes. I got a lot of. Hose. I was dying. I think Frankie um, might actually have a little bit more swag than Peter. Than Peter, I know. Like, you know, which is, you oh, know. It's so funny. Says a lot about Peter. But um, do we see a rap career in the future? I mean, Housewives is definitely a platform for, like, a lot of people oh, yeah. to, you know, be singers or whatever. And he is the son of a Miami housewife. So do we think he's going to maybe Girl, get some if, exposure and if, have a successful rap career? Kim Zolciak can have a number one on iTunes, anybody can. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Peter's number one fan right here. <laughs> no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm his number one fan. No, I just, just think kidding. it's a really – I think I'm like – I was so interested in it because the lyrics that he was singing were so funny. It just – I don't know. I didn't expect they it to be rap. It was amusing. He said, uh, well, Alexia said he wrote a song for Frankie. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be like a ballad or something a little bit slower. And then it was a rap song about getting hoes and like yeah, popping getting bottles. High, getting high. Getting He's high. Like, We're so high. Like, I got swag and I speak in Spanish. <laughs> like, whoa. It was amusing. I don't get how that is a song about your little brother who had a car accident. I know. So yeah, um, overall, I just think Alexia is kind of, uh, she still has her rose-colored glasses on, and she's yeah. not really addressing Delusional. the Delusional. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? This isn't a song for, for Frankie. Um, anyway, is that all I had to say about that? Um, I'll, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it will be. Um, I mean, I'd download a CD for free. I wouldn't buy it, but I'd download it. He can it. come on here and rap yeah. for us. <laughs> You're more than welcome, Peter and Frankie, to come this and you know, his first get your first exactly yeah. live performance right here on After Buzz TV. Paula. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we oh want to hear what you guys have to say <laughs> about his uh, budding music career. Where can they tell us their opinions, Brooke? Um, they can comment um, on our website at afterbuzztv.com. They can also comment on our um, videos on YouTube. Uh, they can tweet us. Yes. Too. Um, I'm at Brooke Chavez LA. Michelle Renee LA. Look at that. Or iTunes. There's there's an open platform for you guys. Let us know. If you want to create your own rap in order to tell us how you feel, we'd like that too. <laughs> or you can also tell us on iTunes. Uh, while you're there, be sure to rate and comment. Uh, we like five stars, but if you want to give us four, we have one uh, cry- criteria or one one you have to if you give us four stars you have to tell us why you didn't give us five stars so that's the only reason that would be acceptable um Uh so yeah tell a friend while you're there to check out our podcast as well uh we've had some people uh that we want to thank for their support on our itunes page um rtg daisy monk thanks for your comment and support and then uga hush you also had a nice comment for us so thanks we really appreciate it and also on our twitter account um tv genius 05 you've been showing us lots of love and we really appreciate it thanks for yeah, watching thanks, and keep watching 05. yeah appreciate you all right also you guys don't forget to pick up your copy of Serial Buddies, um, which is directed by um, Kevin Undergaro here and stars Maria Menounos. 
and it's hilarious. You can find it at iTunes. Um, you, it's four ninety nine to rent, five ninety nine to buy. You should definitely check it out. It helps to support us, keeps the lights on here. We get to um, talk to you. You get to watch us. So definitely check it out. Yeah, great movie. Yes, it's really funny too. So, um, what happened next in the episode? Let's see here. Um, I have that Lisa, Lisa and Lenny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So they are in their bathroom and she's getting ready for bed and you know they're having some banter back and forth which to me reminded me of a uh, father talking to a daughter like the way they were speaking to each other and him just being annoyed like I've had a really hard day at work I want to go to sleep can I go to sleep now and her being like no I still have energy and want to play so she is wearing a like baby doll outfit yes (laughs) with her boobs and her butt hanging out and she she makes the comment it takes me 30 minutes to take all my makeup off. And then she goes to bed with, like, fake eyelashes still on, like, Lipstick, blush. Full-on foundation. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. But um, they finally decide to go to bed. Um, but it's not really for long because they wake up in the, in the middle of the night to talk about their infertility issues, which has been something, again, that goes back to last season. They're still having trouble having a kid, which is really bothering uh, Lisa She says it's the reason why she can't sleep. Um, And, you know, she seems very frustrated in the fact that Lenny is suggesting that they have a surrogate. Mm -hmm. So you you are a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a child. I don't know. But at her stage in the game, do you think that it's a bad idea that she is a surrogate? Or do you think she should keep trying to have a natural Well, I can definitely identify with wanting to... um, birth my own child and carry my own child, which I did. And it was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. At the same time, if I mean, they've tried so many times. She's had so many miscarriages. And I know that the fertility treatments can be really hard on your body and your emo- emotional well-being, mental well-being. And if they truly want a child of their own, I mean, I personally would explore other options because, you know, that's only a small piece of being a mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you know, the rest of their lives and so much joy to look look towards. But, um, I mean, I can understand how she would feel that way. I, could, I can't imagine not being able to have a child. And it's, you know, it's an amazing thing. It's a miracle. Yeah. So, and I, but at the same time, Lenny's not getting any old, like, younger either. He is, like, 13 years older than her, I think. Yeah. 13 or 14 years older. When you mentioned the whole father-daughter thing. Yeah. I was and like, she, well. she keeps making the comment, I'm a young girl. And she is right. 30 years 30. old, for those of you who may not know, which is relatively young, you know. So it is kind of, you know, I guess confusing or somewhat even more frustrating for her I'm sure as to why she cannot carry a child a pregnancy to term because she mentioned she's had a few miscarriages Mm -hmm. so but I mean the fact that they still have the option of having a surrogate they should you know should be happy about that should be positive about you know regarding that be if they go to towards the surrogate and the surrogate still like rejects you know their embryo then they can be really worried then you know but she still has hope and i think she should at least hold on to that yeah she keeps saying that uh lenny is being selfish in wanting her to use a surrogate and i think that she's actually the one being selfish because it's like lenny obviously wants what's best for you and your unborn child like you're the one that's being selfish and insisting that you're going to have this baby and carry it yourself yeah. And that was just my opinion. I think every woman is different, though, about how the importance they place on carrying their own baby. Mm-hmm. You know? 
some I know some women who could care less and would want to have a surrogate so they don't have to worry yeah, so about their bodies. And then, you know, for me, for example, I mean, I would I really wanted that and I'm happy that I was able to do that. And if I found like I said if I found out that I couldn't like have another baby at some point, I mean, I'd be devastated. So, yeah. I just think it's overall a frustrating situation and I don't know if she's maybe verbalizing her feelings as well as she should be. I don't think she should blame her husband because that's just making the situation worse. It's turning a bad situation even worse and it's not going to help the situation at all. Lenny's intentions are not bad. I mean, we know that. He's a good guy. He's ready to start his family and, you know, he's just trying to... He's like, let's think about science. This is what science is telling us. We've tried multiple times and it hasn't happened. So we move to the next option. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, actually, I don't know. So we can just, <laughs> we can just move on. Um, so next scene we see, uh, we're just going to breeze right through this episode here, um, is Alexia uh, on the pier with her mom. Speaking of mothers, uh, mm-hmm. we saw her mother for the first time last episode, or was it the first episode? I think, I think it was, it was last, last episode. episode. Yeah. And her mom is quite the character. You know, she's kind of the voice of reason. Uh, she's a psychiatrist. So... Uh, whenever Alexia kind of makes a, you know, blonde statement, excuse the expression, her mom is kind of always like, no, this is what it is. Like, let me give you a medical definition for what your son has. Let me tell you why your son is getting all these tattoos. Um, And they have a really interesting conversation. You know, Alexia reveals to the audience that she actually was married uh, before she is before her marriage to Herman, who's who she's married to now, Mm -hmm. uh, to someone that was kind of a gangster uh, had to go to jail for a few years because of what was kind he of a gangster. Drug he was sentenced to twenty five yeah. years for drug trafficking. For drug trafficking, a la Scarface. Some okay. people got killed in the process. Yeah, there were a couple of murders in the process with all of this. I mean, yeah. So that was he's a bad boy. Yeah, that was something I didn't know about her, yeah. uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but I can definitely see it. Like to me, she just looks like the Barbie that would be like on a gangster's like arm. You know, she's Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yeah. And like, <laughs> and, like what Casino is that? The, or no, Scarface? Yeah, I know the movie you're talking which about. Which one? Which no idea. Scarface is Michelle Pfeiffer. Casino is uh, Sharon Stone. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the blonde chick who's married to the mob. Whatever. And she, no, she looked amazing. Like, they do a flashback. They show a couple pictures of her from when oh she God, was younger. so beautiful. Like, gorgeous. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, Alexia is very attractive. Yeah. I mean, she's not my favorite character on the show, but she always looks great in her interviews. She she, you know, she's a really pretty woman. I did not like the dress that she had on when she was talking to her mom. It was like the, oh, neon, the neon, like, it was giving me Joan of Arc type situation. I see all of it. I didn't like that at all, but you always look great. Otherwise, Alexia. So, um, obviously, she started at a young age knowing how to uh, be all that in a bag of chips. You go, girl. (laughs) But um, She's used to the fine living, obviously. She she is. With a drug drug dealer, major drug cartel dealer, and then she traded up, maybe, for her (laughs) win. Uh, I don't know. She traded in for an old model, older model. Right. Definitely. With, but, um, with lots of money. And it's, why do we never see Herman? Because he just doesn't have that TV appeal. <laughs> like, that, that to me is a little off. I but, think um, that um, Alexia is hiding him from us. <laughs> I think we've seen him maybe once. One time. In, like, last season. Sometimes once or twice last season. Um, what do you think about the claim that she makes to kind of... Which again, I find is making an excuse for her son that maybe he feels 
kind of connected to his father, mm-hmm. his father's criminal past, and that's why he's such a bad boy. Right. Do you find any validity in that? I mean, quite possibly, sure. And also, he he felt neglected. Obviously, his father was in jail for four and a half years during a crucial point in his life when mm-hmm. he was younger. And um, she she says that he she thinks that Peter is feels like he's a bad seed, like his dad is was. Um, and his dad was named Peter, too. And she also talks about how Peter got various tattoos, and on one of the tattoos, he got a rose, and his dad's last name is Rosello. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he, he probably has some, like, abandonment issues with his father, and that he's kind of acting out. But he probably still loves his father and wants a relationship with him, thus the rose. I don't know. Here I am. I'm the psychiatrist mm-hmm. now. <laughs> what I want to know, and I'll have to do some research on this for you guys next week, is, A, is the father still around is, is he still alive right, right. or what because that. she didn't mention that and i mean obviously with modern families today even if your mom gets remarried and your father's still alive you can still have a relationship with him and you can still right. spend time with him so if if he still is alive and still not behind bars well i know he's not behind bars from the first time but mm-hmm. if he knows he may have done something to go back to jail if someone from his like click is watching this please don't kill me but um <laughs> But um, Maybe if he's still around, yeah, if he's still around, I, I wonder if he has a relationship with Peter and Frankie or if he didn't. And maybe that's what caused the drama exactly. or what. So I'll have to try to look more into that. And then also the next thing that I'm kind of wondering is when did she get married to Herman? You know, because she mentions that after right. he came back from prison for four and a half years, that's when she got pregnant with Frankie. Frankie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how long after that did the marriage Right, was she it didn't tell us the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. we don't is, know when Herman came in the picture. Yeah, because if Frankie, I mean, if Peter was five years old when Herman came into his life, then five or six years old, then, you know, Herman. But I remember seeing a picture of the four of them, and Frankie looked older than five or six, where they were all tilde- still mm-hmm. together. I mean, not Frankie, Peter. Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter looked like he was around 12. 12, okay, well, so. I don't know. That's yeah. just. So that's interesting. We're going to look more into that, and we'll get back to you next week with answers uh, based on what I can find online. So um, briefly, we see Marisol and Adriana on the pier um, speaking about Mama Elsa. Uh, This is just a brief little Mm -hmm. uh, snippet in the story. Mama Elsa had, you know, fallen down, taken a bad spill. Uh, I don't know. Adriana makes it seem like she was in the hospital and her mother was like on death's door. That's literally what she said. So she first she tells the girls in the last episode that she she had like a brain hemorrhage and mm-hmm. so they had to like release the pressure and she was in the hospital. And then she said that she was in her room and suddenly everyone was screaming code blue, which means they're losing the mm-hmm. patient, you know, that they're either going to into some type of cardiovascular event or something. And then that all of a sudden she came out of it. But while they were trying to revive her, she was thinking, "Oh my god, I'm going to lose my mom. I never like gave her the chance to really like listen to her and you know i was like what she coded (laughs) that's kind of a big deal she coded and then just popped back up and was talking i know Mm. weird i think marisol can be a bit dramatic um i don't want to take away from the fact that marisol is obviously i mean not marisol um mama elsa is you know older and her health is you know obviously not as it once was but that to me didn't make sense. I mean, maybe I she was on the bed and like maybe someone else in the hospital was like code blueing and she thought it was Mom Elsa, Mama Elsa and then she like ran in and her mom was speaking. But to me, it just kind of there was right. a disconnect between huge disconnect because what actually happens and the story that she told. So yeah, but I'm right. glad to, that was a nice touching moment when Mama Elsa presents um, the mantilla. Yeah, 
which is Spanish for shawl, like wedding shawl. And so, which you put over you and your significant your husband or wife to like say your vows, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's symbolism in that, in the fact that Mama Elsa has always kind of been the one to bring the group together. She kind of gets along with. I mean, even though she kind of makes digs sometimes towards, like, some of the women, like Leah, uh, she's obviously defending her daughter. But everyone has respect for her. Mm-hmm. And so I think that her presenting that gift to them as a wedding gift to kind of recognize that their marriage isn't maybe official will maybe make the other women less suspicious of Adriana's wedding, non-wedding, engagement, whatever. Right, good it's, point. It has Mama Elsa's blessing now with the shawl. That's a really good point. And also, one thing they mentioned earlier, I guess in the Cuban culture, I mean, maybe in the Latino culture overall, I don't know so much like in my Mexican heritage, but the wedding is a big deal. And it is like the final step or whatever that, you know... Push, I mean, you you were married when you have a wedding. Yes, I understand. I'm still on Leah's side because to me, you're married when you get married with the marriage certificate. And so um, it could be that Mama Elsa is, like you said, this is symbolic to say that she believes the wedding has mm-hmm. come to fruition or whatever by giving her the shawl. But I don't know. I don't yeah. buy. I still don't buy the whole thing. Like once we have a wedding, then we're married. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 like it's very fishy. All of it. But um, at some point, they're all going to need to get over it. <laughs> right? They are. Because, um, I mean, yeah, it just... Alexia makes a comment at some point. I'm not really sure where this was. But she says, Leah's asking her for an explanation, but she's not giving her, like, a chance to explain herself. And I don't... I don't know. That made me think... Not I don't agree with what Alexia said, but I do agree with the fact that if Leah's asking for her explanation and for her side of the story, mm-hmm. at some point in time, she's just going to have to accept exactly. that Adriana is not going to change her side of the story. And she's going to have to make the decision, okay, I think she's lying, but I'm going to accept it. Or I think she's lying, and I'm going to continue to insist that she's lying. So it's like, don't keep asking her. You know what she's going to say. She's not going to change right. her side of the story. So either accept it and be your friend again or move on. Right. So, I don't know, that made, whenever Alexia made that comment, it made me think of that. And Um, we all have our own perspectives in our head. I mean, Adriana, I don't know, maybe she really did believe she wasn't married. I don't know. Um, We then see, uh, speaking of Alexia, we see Alexia and uh, Leah Leah at dinner. Uh, They kind of hash out their issues, which I guess Leah had been bad-mouthing Peter. Peter. Which... Why would she do that? Why would she have anything negative to say about a guy that kicked a homeless man in the balls or whatever he did? And or, videotaped it. And videotaped it. What, what else did he do? He's he's had a few, you know, strikes on his record. But, yeah, um, Leah says she wasn't talking about him. I'm sure she was. Oh, I'm sure she was. Yeah, yeah, like, you know Leah was like, oh, no, he needs to pay. Like, I can so hear Leah already and, like... You know, sitting on her little rain, high and mighty, and yeah, he needs to go to jail. But overall, I think their interaction was good in that it, you know, it was kind of like you said this about me. I did, I didn't, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it didn't blow up into this big thing. No one stormed off. No one cried. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm sure Alexia, like us, doesn't believe her, mm-hmm. but she didn't waste any more of her time on it, right? And she said, mm-hmm. I, I still don't trust Leah. 
Oh, like, she did? Okay. Yeah. She's like, I, we're going to be fine with each other. We'll be cordial, but I don't trust her because I've seen her turn on people. Mm-hmm. That's true. She has turned on people, and maybe she's not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that she's right in the argument between her and Adriana. <laughs> I mean, wrong in the argument. Uh, Leah has uh, my favorite quote of, like, all time <laughs> in that dinner. Don't pee on my, my boots, boots and, and tell, tell me it's, it's not raining. Rain. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does she come and up with And tell me it's t- raining, right? Not tell raining? me it's not raining, okay. I think. I, I mean, I, like, love it. Like, where does she come up with these <laughs> quotes? They're so good. Later in the episode, she's talking about, like, it's not... She's questioning why Lisa, like, invited everyone to the dinner. And she's like, what was she thinking? It's not going to be, like, pot smoking and kumbaya. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I A love fairy tale ending. Yeah, I, I love Lisa. She's... Uh, Leah, excuse me. She's very witty and... I think that even when a character kind of has some shady flaws, if they're funny, it, you yeah. know, it makes them more likable. Yeah. You get a pass then. Yeah, you, yeah, get, you get a pass. pass. <laughs> um, so I guess that does bring us to the bar scene. That's the next the thing that happens, scene. right? Yeah, the mm-hmm. final scene of the episode. Um, Lisa, we, we, see them, we see them as in Lisa, Leah, and Joanna all pull up to this bar slash restaurant together. They all hop out of the car. They're all looking cute. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to have a girls' night out, you know, whatever. Uh, they go sit down. Lisa's complaining about Lenny. He went on a boys' weekend, and I guess, bachelorette party. She was feeling a little insecure about that, which um, definitely a little bit more insecure this season with their relationship than she oh, was yeah. last season. I've noticed that. Um, again, they're not really having sex regularly either. But as we mentioned earlier, it's kind of like they've been married for a few years. Joanna and Roman aren't even married yet. So maybe theirs is understandable. I don't know. I, there were a lot of good quotes in this um, episode. I love um, Lisa said, well, when we first got married, he was pounding me like a chicken cutlet. I thought that that was so funny. They were all a little witty this episode. But yeah, things have simmered down, apparently. Yeah, the but... Chicken is- <laughs> But she put it on him so good, or whatever she said before, before he they left. went to Vegas. Just so was the was the bachelor party in Vegas? Vegas yeah, Vegas. yeah. Vegas. just so he didn't, you know, think twice about exactly any other women. So remember where he came from? <laughs> yeah, you literally, go. you go. I'm <laughs> horrible. You go, Lisa. You you show your man who's boss. Um, so boom, in walks. Yes. Um, the other girls. The uh, Cuban mafia. Yes. So we got Adriana, <laughs> Alexia, and, and Marisol. Marisol. Where's Anna? Anna? What are we calling Well, her? she's not a housewife. She's not year. a housewife. But neither is Marisol. And they've done a, oh, like, a very good job of inviting her everywhere and being like, you're going to come here. Like, and I don't know if maybe Anna's a little bit more like, though, I don't care to be in yeah, the drama. It could or, be that she's done. But I'm surprised. Well, I guess Lisa did the inviting. So and I don't mm-hmm. see her reaching out to Anna to invite her. So maybe that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But in either case, in walk these women, and apparently they were invited by Lisa, and obviously Leah and Joanna were invited by her as well. So right. So Lisa had a little scheme on her hand yeah. to get these girls together, and things get awkward real quick, really quickly. Um, I think that everyone personally handled the situation like a bunch of the kids Mm -hmm. like except for Joanna who like sat there and like kept her mouth closed all the other women are Lisa's sitting in the middle and all of the other women are like kind of whispering in her ear like why did you do this like I'm about to leave Mm -hmm. you know just making comments instead of just keeping their cool I mean I guess Alexia kept her cool too 
Because um, Alexia is sort of in the middle, too. Yeah, she's, she's kind she, of... She, like, made her amends yeah. with um, Leah, and she's still hanging with the other girls. But, yeah, Leah and Adriana were just being ridiculous. They were both like, I'm leaving, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leah was literally like, I'm taking my ball, I'm going home. Like, I'm taking my toys, I'm leaving. <laughs> and she just stormed out. And I just thought that was so immature of her. Like, she should have been, as the older lady of the group, the mature one who was like, okay, let's sit and have dinner and, like, be cordial to one another. Yeah, and especially when, obviously, you're coming into a hostile situation, there's already drama. When you approach it in a more dramatic way, it's only going to amplify the drama. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would have just been best for them to sit down and at least try to be civilized. And then if things went sour, then so be it. But they didn't even give it a chance before they just automatically assumed the worst. And then eventually, of course, Leah gets up and walks out. Right. And she's just giving Adriana, the Cuban mafia, like I call them, more ammo to use against her. Like, she doesn't even want to face us. Why not? If she's not in the wrong, she should be able to sit there with these girls and have a drink. Mm -hmm. You know, for her to just run out and then call Roy, too. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this is the second time this season we've seen Leah, who is the kind of queen bee, like tell Mm -hmm. it like it is supposed to be the intimidating one, kind of back down to the confrontation. I think it was at Lisa's house when she had everyone together. And she didn't show up. And she didn't show up. Mm -hmm. And now this situation, she walks out. And that's very different than the confrontational Leah that we've seen in seasons past. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out if she caught so much negative attention for the way she acted last season that she's trying to be less confrontational and play the victim. Or do you think there's a possibility that she's really hurt by Adriana for her lying (laughs) to her? Nah. Um, For taking a money, probably. I mean, Uh I'd be upset about that. I mean, you think you have a friend and you're trying to help them and, like, her whole life was one big lie. Oh, this was was a part that validated kind of where I stand with Leah, too, because they flashback to all of the times that Adriana Mm -hmm. lied when she's sitting and talking to Mama Elsa and saying, well, I don't know if I want to get engaged. Or she's at the um, re- the anniversary of Frederick's parents, and they're like, when are you guys going to get together? And they look at each other, and every flashback, and you're like, bam, there it is. Lie, 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 lie. Yeah, and I'm so, I wonder why she didn't think that that was going to come out. Like, how did she just sit there and, like, nonchalantly go about her life without even fretting? I mean, maybe she did behind closed doors, but... It seems like she didn't even realize, like, oh, this is going to come out. I am on a reality show. There is lost footage that's going to come back and haunt me. And also, I find it very ironic that, like, no one... Because, I mean, you know how stories come out in the tabloids during seasons of shows. Mm -hmm. This person's secretly married. This person's getting a divorce. This person has kids by five different baby's daddies or whatever. And Mm -hmm. nothing ever came out. Like, Adriana is actually married to Frederick, who is shown as her fiancé on the show. Not only that, I mean, we live in Los Angeles, and there's a new reality show popping up every day, and I know the process, and they do huge background checks. They ask you all kinds of things when you're applying for a reality show. One of the big things is, are you married, singled, separated? And mm-hmm. she's gonna, she's going to be a housewife. That's this national show. You would think they would check whether or not she's actually married or not married. It's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, yeah, Bravo I mean, side. It makes me wonder if. And she was put up to it by production. Exactly. If they knew she was married and they just said, well, for the show, you have to have this, you know, cold feet. I'm uncertain about my fiance, you know, situation going on. Weird. And then she has her backstory, too, where her husband, her previous husband cheated on her and was living a double life. Now she's scared to take the plunge. 
Yeah. So it's just I don't I, I really don't know at this point what to think or whose side to be on. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I think at this point it's best to just like move on and not even try to figure out what's going on in the past because no one's ever going to fess up. So Mm -hmm. she's getting well, she's married now. She had this ceremony. She has the paper, as we see. Right. Joanna pull out of her purse. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I don't carry like people's marriage licenses around in my purse just for keepsake. So why did she have that in her purse? These housewives are notorious for wanting to provide their, like, backup evidence, right? Reunions in the middle of wherever. And obviously on Real Housewives of Miami, too. For example, Alexia pulled out her little article Mm -hmm. when they were um, at the island in Bimini. And now here's Joanna pulling her stuff out. And I think Joanna even said, everyone always thinks that I'm, you know, knocking down Adriana. Well, here's the proof. I just want to be able to show the evidence of why we feel the way we feel. And it's mm-hmm. almost like you have to do that with these girls. Nobody believes anything. And Lisa still didn't believe it. She's like, wait, was this doctored? I'm going to do my own research. <laughs> so it didn't matter. <laughs> she even had something on paper. Okay. She didn't know. Joanna didn't know, supposedly, that the other girls were coming, though. Correct? So did she have the marriage license because she was going to show Leah and I'm thinking she was going to show Lisa. Okay. Because Lisa, Lisa, Leah already knew. Yeah, Leah already knows, but so, so you think she had it to show, show Lisa. Lisa. Okay, well, that makes a well, little more did. sense, because I'm just like, if she didn't know these women were coming, then why does she have this to confront Adriana with it? Because obviously she has beef with Adriana, so to <laughs> call her out, like, she, you know, that would be something to make her happy or whatever. So that makes more sense the way you explain right. it, but still all a little fishy to me. I thought it was funny, too, that Leah's like, take that inside and show her. She's like, I'm not going to do that. She said, but she said, I'm not going to tell her yet, or I'm not going to tell her now. now. I'm not really sure now. And we do see preview for next week that mm-hmm. she's, you know, talking about it. Yep. So I think that Lisa, and maybe I should save this for, for predictions. Okay, I'll just save it. Um, but that pretty much was the entire episode. Did we miss anything? Um, I don't think so. I don't. I think we covered pretty much everything. It was, like I said at the beginning, a very good episode. Lots of interesting details that I think will unfold as the season goes on. So um, now it's time for some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so um, Adriana recently posed for PETA. Um, she's pictured nude, of course, in a bathtub. Um, and her whole campaign is to support whales that are being held in captivity for, like, performance sake. Um, and it's particularly aimed at Lolita, who's a whale that is being used in uh, Miami's Sea Aquarium. Um, and the caption that goes with the ad is, could you live in a bathtub for 40 years? Equating, like, the little tank that they keep the whales in to a bathtub. Um, she Adriana does look great. I'll give her that in the ads. Um, but what I think is interesting is that Joanna already, right. yeah, Joanna already posed for PETA and is a big animal, animal rights, rights supporter. activist. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, is Joanna going to think this is stepping on her toes? Will she have a dig to make? I'm sure there was an agenda behind that yeah. on, on Adriana's court. Yeah, so you can see that online. I'm sure if you Google it, you can see pictures. Um, speaking of Joanna, uh, she told. Holt Living Magazine. Holt Living. Holt Living Magazine. Thank you, Brooke. Uh, Holt Living Miami Magazine in an interview that Real Housewives actually saved her relationship with fiance Roman. Um, she mentioned that usually housewives shows can break up relationships, but for her and Roman, it made them, uh, it was a wake up call for them and it made them stop taking each other for granted. Um, the article also mentions the many things that Joanna has going on right now. She has um, a new charity, which is called Angels for Animals. 
um, a skincare line coming out called Cellogica. And she's even working on a workout DVD. So she has quite the busy schedule. And if you guys don't know, her and her husband are actually bi-coastal, spending half their time in Miami and half their time in Los Angeles. So um, I'm sure she'll find time to say something about Adriana, but she's that pretty makes, busy. Yeah. It makes me curious, too, if she went ahead and signed that prenup, given all the stuff she has going on. And they are already married. Yeah. So. She probably did. Um Lastly, uh, Leah Black uh, tweeted on August 24th, which is a few days ago, that she's a fan of Real Housewife of Atlanta, Kenya Moore. Now, Leah, you know, can be a bit outspoken, but she's pretty much a, a classy lady. And Kenya Moore is a wild card. I mean, I love oh, Kenya yeah. to death. Don't get me wrong. But um, it's just kind of an, a weird pairing. Apparently, uh, a fan asked Leah, are you and Kenya Moore friends? And Leah said... Uh, I've met her. She's fab. There's no word yet on whether or not Kenya is a fan of Leah or... Well, do you want to say anything bad about Kenya? Really? I mean, she might show up dressed as you, like, with butt, like, cutlets. Yeah, true. This is very true. And make, you know, you maybe want to stay on her good side, too, because she's psycho. Yeah, so that's all the news and gossip I have for you guys. Uh, I think you covered it. Yeah, so (laughs) now we can get into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. I predict <laughs> that Peter and Frankie are going to blow up and they're going to do a music video with Miley Cyrus twerking <laughs> all over the place. Yes. And all of you guys are going to buy it on iTunes soon. Um, I <laughs> Can we be in the video too? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, so my prediction is that Lisa is going to kind of come under a little scrutiny for her uh, actions as this like peacemaker. I think people are going to get annoyed with it and they're going to kind of tell her she needs to butt out. So, uh, you know, that's one prediction I have. And then also, as we kind of mentioned, I think maybe uh, in real time now, I think Joanna may feel that um, Adriana is kind of stepping on her toes by doing PETA and trying oh, yeah, to be this. For sure. Yeah animal rights activists but um that's pretty much all we have for you guys tonight thanks so much for watching um you can find me on twitter and instagram at michelle renee la where can they find you brooke twitter and instagram at brooke chavez c-h-a-v-e-z la yes and we will be back next monday at our regular time which is 10 o'clock uh so make sure you stop back and we'll see you later yeah we miss you jake from Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.